Yeah, my name is Aaron Rhodes, and you're listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast, we're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 and Truce in Kansas City, Missouri. This week on the show, long overdue. Yeah. Kai Colors, how you doing? I'm fine, how are you? I'm doing great. Um, yeah, like I said, long overdue. Um, I think I'll give everyone just kind of a quick rundown of what, I don't know, our last several years of interacting to an extent like so i had found your music originally on soundcloud must have been i'm pretty sure 2016 because that's when like i think you had had i think it was like right around the time uh well how do you say the title is like double zero or 2000 yeah 2000 yeah yeah right around the time that project came out and we did like an email interview i'm pretty sure and that's still on the website and i I did reread that like like the other day and that was kind of fun looking back at that yeah that's crazy that's down there four or three years ago yeah that's crazy no yeah you must have been like one of the first like interviews i did on the site other than aaron alexander and maybe like one or two others it was definitely yeah really early in the site and in i looked in june 2017 we had the pitch interview that was before milk is nasty came out like i'm guessing it was before it was even like completely finished oh definitely yeah because the project came out like not on september 11 yeah that sounds right yeah but yeah, so, and I'm, I'm not sure, exa- like, maybe I was, I don't know, I get into these weird things where I'm like, I've already covered this release, we, we did the Milk is Nasty thing for the pitch, so I was like, no, yeah, and, and I think I tried having you on the podcast around that, the time it came out, but yeah, it just, we just didn't really did. line up, yeah. but no, yeah, long overdue, and now we're here, um, so yeah, I guess with Milk is Nasty, your most recent project, old that still came out like a little over a year ago. Um, you had released it. You have the release show at A25. It's on streaming and everything. But then you ended up taking it down for yeah. a little bit. And from my understanding, you kind of like remastered some stuff, remixed some stuff, and added a few tracks. Yeah, basically. Mm. So yeah, what I was kind of wondering what played into kind of the maybe not indecisiveness, but like the kind of s- switching stuff around on the project and the re-release and everything. Um. Well, like milk is nasty. It was like hard. Like I didn't even have it no more. You know, like I threw that shit away because I didn't feel like. I feel like I could have did better, mm. you know. I feel like it was rushed, and it was rushed, so I didn't really care for it as much as, you know, everybody else did. But once I seen how much people was, like, really, like, like, they actually liked it, you know, to where they was asking me, what happened to that one song that you had up, or what happened to the tape, you know, like, constantly begging me. Yeah like fiending for this music that I put out and I took away from them. So that I I kind of had to look at it from their point of view mm. instead of just being selfish. Cuz it did have some good it had some good uh moments on there. Yeah. Uh I was just focused on the, you know, technical things as far as like the mixes and the um the mixing and the mastering and the way I recorded and you know, I could have did a little more on the production side. I feel like I was being lazy on the tape. Mm. Yeah. Even at that age, because when I put it out, I was, I just had turned 17, yep. but most of it I worked on it from 15 and 16. But I know with a little more effort, I could have made a way better project, you know, mm. for my first project. So I was really, I felt some type of way because it was my first project. Yeah. But, you know, then I looked at it differently once I, you know, started thinking about putting it back out. It was like, you know, this could show growth. So then when I put out this next project, you can actually see the growth 
you know, the direction of where I want to go as an artist, you yeah. know. So, yeah, that's what that was that was all about. Yeah. No, and I always do kind of find it interesting. Like, well, I'm I'm very interested in just kind of, I'm sure you know, like kind of the preservation and documentation of all, like, the local music that I care about. So to, to see, like, I it kind of just is a, a fact you have to deal with in, like, streaming music that the music very easily could just vanish. Yeah. Like, and, you know, for a various, like, you know, various reasons. So that's something that... I'm always kind of having to struggle with. I'm like, oh, do I have this song still? Do I need to like go download this song? And yeah, so because is now it's missing a couple songs. I think I know for sure it's missing the intro and maybe another track. But so that's why I added mm-hmm. on other songs. Yeah, maybe I can send you some stuff. It. Maybe <laughs> maybe I have what you're well, missing. You probably got it. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll <laughs> have to show you. My, Show you my my Kai Colors archive All later. Because right, I'm gonna need that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so so you kind of currently feel that it it'll be a good way of like showing your progression. Yeah. Um, once your new project comes out, which I think is a cool way of looking at it, and like I think a lot of people who do are who are like overly selective about what they release could kind of take note of because like yeah, just because. Like you're always like I- ideally you're always going to be making making better music than you had made before. Yeah. So there's no like once you kind of think about that, there's not all that much of a point in like just you know only having your latest stuff up. But you know on on other occasions, I kind of understand the mindset. You know, wanting to put your best foot forward and everything for you know whoever yeah. might be stumbling across it for the first time, but. Oh yeah, and you do kind of like the the what you put on streaming is a little different from what you just have on your SoundCloud. Right, your SoundCloud is kind of like curated. Once you take that on, or once you put it on, it's there. Yeah. Like you can't. That's yeah, tough. Edit tougher to get it down or yeah. none of that. That's there. If you like try to change something, they'll take the song down for a couple of days or even a week. Mm. Or you know, if you delete it, it's it's gone. You could put it back up, but like the link change, you can't change it back yeah, it gets to a the original messy. link. You know that everybody was clicking to get to that song. Mm. Like I, that happened with, uh, I guess Empire had a malfunction with their distribute distribution service or something. So uh, my single nights it had got taken down for a couple of days, and I was just thinking like, I was looking like, what's going on? Everybody's asking me, what happened? Why you take your song down? I was like, I didn't. So then I had to go find out what was going on. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's when I experienced that. Yeah. No, and it's not like it's really relevant in this situation, but I had also been reading a lot about, um, I don't know, I'm sure you saw, like, the headline pop up at least. There was, like, 10 years ago, there was, like, this fire at, uh, the Universal Music Group, like, warehouse, and they lost, like, thousands of, like, master recordings from, like, all of these, like, super famous artists that, you know, they're never gonna be able to recover at this point, and they don't, ha- so, you know, they don't have the original recordings to go back and, like, remaster at some point or, like, re-release, so that, like, every time something like that pops up, I'm like, ooh, uh, let me let me make sure I have yeah. all my songs. Make you go, Back that shit make up. Make you go get a hard drive or something. Oh, yeah. some put it in the cloud or something. Yeah, if anyone wants to donate me an extra terabyte hard drive so I can <laughs> download every right. Kansas City rap song ever, that would be great. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, so you've released, uh, like, about a handful of songs since uh, Milk is Nasty came out. Um yeah. So I guess I wanted to touch on a few of those uh, real quick. Um, one of the more recent ones is Freaky Deaky with Dadu World. Yeah. And I like that song. It's kind of like, I don't know, I think it's kind of fun. Like, And it, this, it's the same thing on kind of on Doggy, too. It's kind of like you're, I don't know, it's at least cool for me to see. Um, it's just kind of like they feel like to me like coming of age kind of like player jams just like oh kai kai's he's he's done with school 
He's, <laughs> he's, he's ready to go. Yeah. He's on the scene. But, no, yeah, and I, I, re- I noticed on Freaky Deaky, I couldn't even, it wouldn't, I couldn't think of exactly what line, like, there's, you, when you say, like, but I ain't walking with a limp, like, I think you you deliver that in, like, a very similar way to, like, some other, like, hook or, like, line of yours from the past, I feel like. Maybe maybe it's just kind of, like, a mix of, like, like flows and deliveries you've used before, but, like... I don't know, it kind of just struck me as like, oh, that is like a Kai That's a delivery. Kai That's yeah. like... I guess that was natural because hmm. that whole chorus, I freestyled it. I made that. Like I made the beat and the chorus on... I was on Instagram Live showing people how I record and hmm. stuff and how I, you know, come up with a song idea. Because when I do come up with song ideas, I do freestyle them or I like, you know... I be humming or something, you know. So when I get when I get an idea what I want to say on the track, I write it down. But I was just like, shit, since we here, let's record it. So I showed them how I record it. So that's how the idea of the song came about. Mm. Uh, so I guess that's just natural. Yeah. No, and another thing about it um, was no, yeah, it, like it's kind of. Also, to me, like, establishing, like, your kind of, like, lore or, like, mythologies or, like, furthering that because you say, like, you call yourself the juice man on it. Mm -hmm. And, like, that kind of just throws back for me to, like, all of your really early shows where you would bring, like, the Uh, carton of juice. (laughs) Like, were were you thinking about that when you said it or is it just more of, like, a... Just like a I fun little brag, a, a, a slang word. No, yeah. for, for me, say like, for me, I was like, oh wow, yeah, I remember when Kai would have the actual yeah, juice. That could work too. That's that. Yeah, that could definitely work. But I guess that's just a slang word. Like yeah. when somebody say like you the juice man, it's like you know all the girls, they you know they fiending for you. Yeah, they own you. <laughs> so you the juice man, you got the juice. No, oh, yeah, and no, and I remember I had asked you about the the juice carton in the first on in on the email interview and you had told me it was kind of a like inspired by like a lot of pro wrestling that you had watched. Oh uh, yeah, they yeah. always had a they little gimmicks. Yeah. But I don't know, like at like I guess around when I started turning seventeen, like the whole things just stopped getting so I guess gimmicky. We just gonna yeah. say that. It's just I was focused on the music, yep. and I was like, okay. Because at first, it was like I was just having fun with it. Now it's time to zone in on what I really want to be, what I, what Kakos really want to be. And I just didn't think that was like, hell, I might bring it back. Yep. You never know, but shit. But Oh, yeah, it's like, know. oh, wow, Cactus Jack is back. Whoa. Like, yeah. Good good throwback, good callback to... Uh, a past era at some point. Like, yeah. That'd be fun. But, I don't know. That's just not my main thing no more. Mm. I still love Juice. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I love Juice. What's, what's, what's your go-to? What My go-to? <laughs> I've been drinking water. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. I've been drinking a lot of a lot of water. But, we're going to go with Juice. Let me think. Um, I'm still drinking Minimade. Yep. Yeah. It's like the the regular the, lemonade or like no nah, like uh, the fruity kind like the with the pomegranate berries and, and shit all that if it got like some fruit I never tasted or it looked like I don't know something exotic if something, it catch something my fun. attention yeah <laughs> something something I never had so next time you pull up to the Kai show maybe, I like watermelon maybe pick up juice some watermelon I like watermelon juice, juice. yeah that's good yeah. That should be here. So, so, so now you know. So, uh, your fans could grab you some uh, juice on the way to the, the next show, maybe. Yeah, I'm taking all donations. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I have here? Um, no, yeah, on uh, so on Doggy. That's uh, that's your most recent track, right? Yes, sir. Um, that's a really fun track. It's good. I think it's kind of like a good companion to also for um, to. Uh, looking that Aishan has right now, yep. like they're both kind of just devilish, like <laughs> some fun summer tracks. Yeah, 
And I ain't even know Sean had that song. No, that, that song is like And when crazy. I first heard it, I was like, oh, this going to be a yeah. fun summer. <laughs> so I know people's going to try to put us on shows together. Yeah. So that, hey, I didn't mind that. Actually, me and him, we was actually giving you praise the other day about you being like the first like person like in journalism to like even look at Kansas City Hip Hop like the way you do on that type of level. Well, it's kind so, of So, yeah. But who's giving yeah. you the ultimate praise? <laughs> so, yeah. I'm flattered. But, um. Aaron Rose pioneered this shit. I, I didn't say it. He, he said I it. I said but. it. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's a really fun track. A lot of, a lot of groove to it. A lot of, a lot of bounce to it. Yeah. Um, but something it kind of made me think about too, just also in terms of your, your catalog so far is like, I don't know, like what part of it made me think about it really even, but, um, it kind of made me think about the way you're using your voice in your music, because I remember like, I think the first song of yours I'd heard was Sweet Chin Music. Yeah. And you're ba- you are like shouting on that song basically, and I I think maybe I'm wrong, but I think everything like after 2000, like did did you kind of like make a decision to like take a more toned down vocal approach, or was it just like your voice like naturally changing, or have you have you noticed that at all like? Like nah, you're you're, you're like, less about the the shouting and stuff at this point. Yeah, you know I like shouting. Yeah, but nah, I don't I don't like if we rapping, I'm not gonna shout. Mm. Cause I just I don't know I've like when you when you that age when you 15. Yeah. You know you looking for your identity and shit. You still going through puberty, so. I guess we could say that's what I was doing. Mm. And then when I turned 17, hell, even 16, I started, people started saying I I would, like, talk quieter. Yeah. Shit even made people mad. But I don't know. I just, my voice got a little softer, even though it was getting deeper. Mm. But it got a little softer and smoother. And that just, it matched the way I I was, you know, my personality was. People say, like, you know, I'm a smooth, I'm a smooth guy, or I'm laid back, you know, I'm goofy, but I'm laid back. I don't know, so I guess it just matched me. Mm. So I just went with it because that's what it was easier and that was more natural for me. It was more organic. You dig what I'm saying? Mm. So yeah. But now that I think about it, though, I think the moment I first realized that kind of change was happening was on Get Right because, like, did you re-record the vocals for that song, like, between, like, releases? Is yeah, that right? because when I first put it on 2000, I was I was rapping it like this. Yeah. And then when I re-recorded, I was yelling. Yeah. But. Oh, I thought it, I thought it was vice versa. I thought nah, originally you were first, louder and then That's what it was it intentionally down. supposed to be. Okay. But then. You know, I was just like, let me rap it like this and rap it like this. After I rapped it, you know, in a you know, in a smoother tone. Yeah. Then I was like, yeah, it's not it's it don't match the energy of the beat. Mm. Did it again, sounded way better. But I'm just not into the whole yelling thing no more mm. while I'm while I'm rapping. Yeah. So yeah. I guess that was just like, cause I started listening to, like you know, old school boom bap, rap, or let's just say Jay Z, cause that's my favorite rapper. Uh, and the way he would rap, he wasn't yelling or anything. It was just the way, or Mace, Jay Z, Mace. Uh, who else would I listen to? Uh, Dipset, any rappers that rap on them type of beats, I just never heard them yell. Yeah. And that was just appeal to me. And the type of beats that I made, you know, was similar to that. So I guess that just meshed together. Mm. It was just, that's how Kai Colors is made. I don't know how, I don't know how, but it just happened. So <laughs> it took some influences and some, 
some changes. Yeah, you can always some know how it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something else I want to touch on was it kind of seems like you've well, you you definitely always have taken your production work like very seriously, like either like as seriously or even maybe more seriously than your rapping at some points. At some points, yeah. Yeah. But I try to keep it. I try to keep it, you know, at a. I try to keep it evenly. Uh, let's just try to say, just keep it even, mm. because. Um. You know, in today's climate of music, it's like everybody cares about the beat more than the melodies. I mean, like, I mean, everybody cares about the beats and the. And the melodies that these rappers are singing in, but now nobody's caring about the lyrics mm-hmm. being said, the delivery, or none of that shit. And I just want to, you know, when I come in the game and I make this impact that I'm about to make, this new release, I want the rapping to matter just as much as the production, mm-hmm. you know, because we're going into a new decade, and I just want to be like, you know, I like you know I like uh, documentaries and shit. Mm-hmm. So when they talk about rappers between twenty twenty and twenty thirty, between that era, between that decade, mm-hmm. I want to be, I want to be on the same pedestal that Kendrick Lamar is on from twenty ten to now. Yeah, you know, or Lil Wayne was two thousand to two thousand ten. Hell, even Drake, you know. Or in the nineties how Biggie and Pac was or or Mace or whatever. So I just wanna be that be that for this upcoming decade. Mm-hmm. You know, be important. Be one of the most important. Oh yeah. So, yeah. I I I think so kind of what you might be getting at is that like you kinda of do have to have to some extent, like, a signature production style behind you, even, like, if you aren't producing it yourself, like, if you want to be kind of impactful in, like, your your generation. Yeah, yeah. of course. Uh, My thing is, I want to bring something new to the table yeah. since uh, this is going to be a new decade. Mm. So that's just my goal right now, just bringing something new to the table. Yeah. No, yeah, and that that kind of does lead into something I wanted to ask. While still, I'm sorry for interrupting. Yeah, good. You know, while still reaching back into what what hip hop hip hop has already done. Mm. You know, so yeah, that's all I gotta say about that. No, yeah, I I had like kind of a weird wandering <laughs> thought earlier that I wanted to kind of bounce off you. Um, so, like, I'm not just saying this to like say it but like the 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 sound you have the, like the music you're making is very unlike anything that's like in the mainstream right now in hip hop so i kind of wanted to like mm. okay so what i'm what i was thinking was i think like right now really is like the most open like mainstream hip hop and pop has been to kind of like off kilter grooves and like melodic hip hop and a, like so like a lot of the kind of elements of your music I think that are important to your work like are slowly becoming like more popular in the mainstream like it, it's a weird group of examples but I think like people like latching on to blueface like despite like how kind of yeah weird and off kilter some of his like flows and like rhyme patterns and stuff can be is like kind of a good sign for like what you're doing just because like yeah because it shows well here's the thing about that yeah that and i don't like talking about other rappers Mm. or another artist and what they got going on but since we brought it up Let's just go ahead and say it. So that, how Blueface is working right now, it's all based off of a, a marketing scheme. It, it It's not really based off of, you know, the pure talent that he has. 
Cause hell, he he got he be saying some shit. You yeah. know, he be saying some stuff that catch your ear. Like, oh, that's hard. But if we talking music, let alone let's hear his music without the marketing plan that he had behind him and everything, that shit would not be at the height that it's at right now. Mm. Let alone just let his music do what it do. Yeah, no. Not as big as it is right now. That's it wouldn't make it past California because that's the that's the thing out there, you know. Yeah, I no, would, yeah, it is very know. indebted to the California sound. Yeah, that's which right. I think like historically Kansas City definitely has pulled from or like it kind of exchanged oh, of course, with. So, definitely yeah. the Bay. Yeah, Kansas City take all pieces from the Bay. Mm. Hell, I even took some. You know, what I would say people would mostly say I like I sound like I'm from Compton or something, mm. or I'm from like. South Central LA when I rap. And I get that. I get that a lot. Yep. Uh but mainly Kansas City has always been like a a child to, you know, Bay culture, mm. Bay hip hop culture. Uh but that's the thing about here, it always changes. We didn't turn into fucking Chicago. We didn't turn in we turned into Detroit. Yep. You know, Sound wise, but I don't know. Until we get our identity for ourselves, then you know it's gonna always sound like we adopt from another city. You know, yeah, so. I guess like it kind of is. I mean, to a certain extent, the kind of like middle of the map, like kind of melting pot yeah. aspect of it too. But no, it it is kind of interesting to think about like exactly what. A or the Kansas City sound could be defined as, and you know, that's even as someone who thinks about that stuff like all the time, it's not something I could even easily kind of sum up to you. So yeah, oh, yeah. So I think it's I, I kind of think of it from like two ends of the spectrum. Like I think I was kind of thinking that like Blueface and like similar rappers have kind of like opened up the mainstream's mind to kind of like off kilter like grooves and flows and stuff like that oh yeah back to the original question no No, yeah and but on the other end i think um people who like come out of hip-hop but are doing kind of more like melodic groovy r&b type stuff kind of like title the creator's new stuff or like people like smino or steve lacy and stuff like that i think they're kind of like opening up the people's minds like on the more like poppy melodic side of yeah. it as opposed to like kind of the street rap side of it. So I think you do kind of like fall in between those two ends of the spectrum. So I think as time progresses like kind of into the 2020s, like I think, you know, that'll turn into like a really like it, your I think your sound will become more accessible to the mainstream and hopefully you get to benefit from that. I don't know if that's just like a no, weird thing com- I made you're up. You're completely but. right. Because uh, when you hear my music, like when you hear my catalog, it's a mixture of things yep. going on. And it, it's and people ask me all the time, like, uh, like you know, the cliche questions. Why ain't nobody signed you yet? Or why ain't nobody... Uh, why ain't the city behind this? You know, and you know it hyped my head up. So I feel like hell if it makes people feel like that. If it makes a you know, because now I see like the majority they starting to catch on mm. here. It's like this might this just might could do something. So yeah, I don't think you're you've ever you know. I think you're just continually gaining more buzz in the city and. It's, cool to watch yeah uh but yeah another like i'd kind of started with uh my production question um it's like you've always taken your production work very seriously and um so i guess i was kind of curious what your workflow production wise is kind of like right now and like what um has been inspiring like the beats and stuff you make like as of like you know, post milk is nasty. I guess. Um. I don't know. 
I just make I make a beat every day. Mm. Well, I ain't gonna say make a beat. I at least try to start on one every day. Cause I don't just have beats laying around. I like to make songs. I like to make, you know, the music. And I don't just give my beats to anybody like if I hear you on it, then I'ma present it to you. I'ma show you it. And if you come up with a song for it and and I like it, or if we, you know, got like, you know, if the chemistry on the song is right, we're going to make it happen. But I don't just like, you know, unless I'm trying to make a, you know, scrap up some money, mm-hmm. I don't just sell beats. Yeah. So, but yeah, I do. I try to start on a beat every day. Might keep one for myself or I might, like I said, present it to another artist. Mm-hmm. Um, is is the way you like approach... Um like just starting those beats and like working on that on those songs like is it fundamentally like different in any way like has it changed much in the last year or two oh definitely mm. i learned so much like the thing about production you learn something every day so with all the stuff the new stuff i didn't learn and all the game that i didn't picked up uh my b sound my b sound way better and I wish I knew this stuff back when I was working on Milk is Nasty. Mm. But you know what? I'm glad I didn't because now it's going to show like, oh, progression, you know, mentally, you know, yep. IQ-wise towards music. What, what kind of like skills or techniques would you say like you've like improved on or picked up? Oh, my, my transitioning, mm. uh, my mixing, uh, hell. I've been trying to, you know, study the music that's going on today. So then, you know, either way it go, this shit is a competition in some sort of way. So I, I'm looking at my music like, is this able to compete with the, you know, in the in the rap market right now? So I look at it as that now. So if it, if I don't think everything that I make is trash, mm. but I'm like. We need something that's gonna sell to the people. Yeah. So, and I don't make music for others. That's the thing. I make I always make music for myself. So when I feel when I got a gut feeling towards something, I'm gonna go for it. Mm-hmm. But when I when it, if it makes sense, we gonna go with it. Yeah. You keep the listener in mind though. So yeah. That's what you're kind of saying. Yeah. Like, because because you had mentioned earlier, you're like, oh, people really want me to re-release this stuff, so I guess I should. Yeah. And. Now you're like, oh yeah, it's kind pay of attention se- to the It's market. kind of selfish, but you know, even when I started making music, I didn't try to make music for other people. Yeah. You know, that just wasn't, it was more, you know, a therapeutic thing, mm-hmm. you know, for myself. Oh yeah, it's kind of funny, like on on one end of it, I am very like, I want to have every song by this artist that I care about, but on the other end of it, like as... Like, so as a documentarian, I am very, like, pro having all the songs, but on the, um, like, just kind of cultural and, like, music critic side of me is kind of like, oh, I, like, I appreciate kind of when an artist is selfish with their work. Like, 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 if you want to, like, make your stuff as, like, you know, radio friendly and marketable and, or like fan pleasing as you want. Like that's definitely up to you. But like part of me is like, Oh, it's, it's very cool. Kind of sometimes when an artist will do like make a decision that, um, you know, kind of their main fan base, it might, might not kind of be all about. Yeah. Know. So it's kind of a balance. Saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, like, now I try to keep in mind, like, at least, let's say I'm putting together a seven-song album, I try to have at least three three songs that I can, you know, market as singles. Yep. But, like, the whole project, it got to make sense to where, you know, I like it. Yeah. The way I wanted it to be. So, yeah. I get what you're saying. Though. Yeah. Um... No, yeah, I guess something we could talk about. I don't, I'm not sure 
how much you can or want to talk about it, but there you you were you mentioned on the Yada Yada podcast that you had received an offer from Def Jam Records after the yeah, Kansas well, City. Well, they yeah. they had reached out to you at least. Yeah, reached out. Let's yeah. just say that it wasn't like a it wasn't no exact number or we didn't even have no official contract ready yet. Yeah. So much stuff was going on. Yeah, I was wondering like like how far along things yeah. kinda got. Yeah. It wasn't no more than a bunch of phone calls except for when the dude that was like he was tampering with shit because he was basically playing middleman. Mm. So he messed it all up. And we didn't we I didn't want him involved because I didn't know him and he wasn't a part of what I had going on. Yeah. And he was trying to play like my manager. Mm. He was trying to get somebody else to to pose as my manager as well. And I didn't it didn't just it didn't sit right with me. Cause mm. I'm seventeen and you got all this stuff ready for me, but I've never met you in my life. Yeah. You know. But you wanna do this favor for me. And if it was anybody else in their eyes, it would look like, oh, somebody's really recognizing, uh, you know, good music. Yeah. But me, you know, coming from where I come from and how I was brought up, that shit kind of like make me paranoid, you yeah. know. So even my parents, they was like a little, you know, what's the word? Cautious about it. Yeah, let's yeah. just say cautious. They was cautious about that because they never, they never. Who is this? Yeah, and they wasn't really like uh you know, involved in what I had going on either. I usually do everything myself. So when I was breaking everything down to them and how everything came about. Hell, they even said you know things. They start. They almost started agreeing with him because he was the adult. But I'm looking at it like. Who is this dude, you know? So, but back to the question. Yeah, it never went nowhere. He came and visited. Mm -hmm. We had a discussion. So I did get to meet him in person. But uh, I'm still in contact with the people, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, I wouldn't say uh, good friends or anything, but, you know, everything's, you know, cordial. So, like, the people from Dev that worked for Dev Jam. Mm. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, and I think was was part of that kind of just, like, you just found my music. Like, there's no way you really know, like, um, what you're about. And, like, even, like, because of that, like, how to best market you or, like, kind of what to do with you. And two, what just they were trying to do. Like, you do kind and, of. Yeah, because what they were trying to do. They was trying to sign me because of the house party track. Mm-hmm. So what he was trying to do, he was trying to make it, you know, gimmicky. Yeah. Like, I was getting out of that phase. I'm 17. I'm getting out of that. Like, I was breaking it down to you earlier. Because a lot of people were, like, kind of throwing, like, 90s yeah. stuff at and you. Like, and you're like, oh, I'm you're the even, 90s rapper. Yeah, I'm not even fucking born in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was born in 2000. Like, that... How is that going to work? <laughs> Even though shit, the 90s is selling right now, but it I don't like yeah. it when shit don't make sense. Yeah. We all love the Cardi B Bruno Mars video, so yeah, that's, that's good <laughs> enough. That'll, that'll, that'll have to do. do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want my career be based around that, you yeah. know. So Um yeah, so I guess um I was kind of curious about no I was going to say, like, when I say gimmicky, I mean, like, like that, like, based around certain, uh, like, the juice car and shit, or me being based off of the 90s era. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be a gimmick. I want to be, like, represented, like, in a, uh, what's the word, aesthetic? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like that. It's like high colors. Like when you look at him, he's a it's a mood. It's not a you know, I'm not attached to something. Yeah. And that's the only way I'm gonna work. So yeah. Oh yeah, and I think that does kind of smartly like 
play into your goal oh. of becoming like an iconic artist of the 2020s. It's like Definitely. if you're relying too heavily on any type of sound or aesthetic of the past, like it's going to be pretty tough to like make a real name for yourself. Yeah. Got to look at the, the longevity of it. Yep. Like how long is this starting trend going to last? You know. It's all about timeless And I'm going to get older. So the fans that been with me, like, is this going to – are they going to listen to this 10 years from now? Or are they going to want to show their kids this 10 mm-hmm. years from now? Or is their kids going to want to try to even listen to me? Yeah. You know, just shit like that. I think about that stuff all the time when I create. So – yeah, that going to my workflow too, my thought process when I'm creating. Mm. So yeah. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I'm. I think it is be growing a little more popular, like to like be very kind of critical of like major labels and stuff like that when they come calling for some rapper they just discovered. So I and I think you know that's a, uh, that's a great not trend even the to first. be. Dead Jam wasn't even the first label that had that came to me. Yeah. Uh, another uh, what was the fucking name? <laughs> I remember one time uh, somebody was like uh, an A&R from three three hundred Entertainment. They like your shit. Mm. I was like, oh thanks, that's dope. And they was like uh, trying to like get some shit together. I never. They didn't tell me dude name. Yeah. None of that. I tell them I'm not trying to sign nothing or anything. I had to be like 16. Mm. And then somebody else from some, damn, it wasn't capital. It was some like, I think it was under capital or something like that. And I said no as well. Like I didn't even go into any, as far as I went with the Dev Jam shit, nothing. Yeah. I just said no. Is it on Midas where you mentioned like yeah, labels that's, that's, hitting you up? And that, and that was like, yeah, you were definitely like 16 when that song yeah. was out, right? Yeah. I said no immediately when somebody yeah. said a label to me, like, yeah. like they was interested in it. No, I don't, because I don't have no fan base yet. I don't, I know if we go into a meeting, I'm not going to have no leverage or anything like that, no contract. So any price that y'all throw me, like I didn't know. So let's say this. If a label do come to me now, I know, and they invite me for, like, a meeting, go. Yeah. Do it. You don't have to sign nothing. Yeah, you always want to have the option and build the relationship as far as you can without, you know, giving anything in, really. So, you know, I guess that was a little immature for me to say no just just because I heard a, a label. Yeah. And I was just like, and I thought the whole independent shit was cool, too. But I automatically would say no. So now I know better. Don't say no. <laughs> At least go see what they want. Yeah. You know, and if it do sound good, hey, it could be, you know. I won't sign nothing unless it's life changing. You know. Yeah. If I can't do it for myself and for my family, then then we might have a good deal. Yeah. No, yeah, and I was kinda of saying that like it is kind of cool that it's become a little more like acceptable or popular to kind of like hold out on the record labels and that type of thing. So it's, it's, it's less of a a feat at this point, just because so many people have kind of started like blowing up and going the independent route still. But like, I was kind of, yeah, I just wanted to say that to say like, yeah, it is cool that you, you know, have been so critical about it and, like, cause you know, I'm sure there are still plenty of people who would just jump and grab at the chance of like any type of label interest. Yeah. So it's cool. Some it's cool that you that you bet on yourself there. So yeah, yeah. you gotta do that I'm sometimes. I'm just trying to do the smartest thing possible, so I won't be mad at myself in the future mm-hmm. for just saying yeah, cause it sounded good. Yeah. Without looking into anything, so I'm glad I, I started studying more on the business side of things. Mm-hmm. Like now, and I be and I became more open to things, you know. Like, uh, I think it was around last year, Caviar 
we we got a distribution deal with Empire. So now we do our uh we distribute our music through Empire. Mm-hmm. And you know, I'm with Caviar, my music goes through that. You know, I don't have to, but you know, I'm more open to to that. So uh but two years ago I would have been like trying to work my way around that. Trying to do things for myself, even when I couldn't, but it it benefited me. It's yeah. benefiting right now. Mm. Um, what else? I got a new marketing team behind me. Uh, two years ago, I would have said no. Um, fucking management. I got a management team behind me now. Sweet. So, the whole the whole. You know, being hostile to everything, it wasn't gonna help me grow. Oh yeah. So now I'm starting to see progress. Yeah. Because I'm became more open. Mm. Oh yeah, and it's it's you know by no means like on the scale that you're working on, but like I definitely did have my own like kind of rebellious streak like early on in like my writing and just like being on the internet and stuff too. So like. It is it is nice to be at a point where you are like confident enough in your work and like just kind of focused enough on it to where you're like oh I really don't need to like be causing a scene and yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah. But no, yeah, and you wait, are is is your is so are are your like marketing and management people like local folks or oh yeah, yep. shout out to uh, social light pegs. So yeah, that's my marketing team. Oh, we're yeah, so yeah, yeah Sam and everyone there. Yes, sir. We're, um, no, yeah, and you, you brought up Caviar. You guys have the Empire deal right now, and that's cool to see. And so something I had planned on asking was, um, and this is, like, by no means, like, critiquing the way Caviar works, but, like, something I kind of had thought about was how, I don't know, Caviar right now seems, like, a little more kind of nebulous than it had been before, like, maybe a year or two ago. Every, like, it seemed like it was, like, a very tight, like, a slightly more tight-knit crew. Like, you, I would see, like, more pictures and, yeah. like, everyone would be hanging out more and, like, working very physically together all the time and having maybe more shows together. Yeah. But... Is is that something like has the dynamic of the crew kind of changed over the last year or two? Would you yeah, say? Yeah, people people came and went. Um, yeah, people just came and went. Mm. And we had to we fuck around and rebranded and had to we had to basically not start from square one, but take some step back and. And you know, do some rerouting for everything. Um, and I'm glad we did because it was at a point where I felt lost. Like, what well, what's going on? Yeah. But really, right now we in a stage where we 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 not rich rappers, so we we dealing with real life. So people got kids, people got wives, and and shit like that, mm-hmm. and still going on their own life. So until and we still working on the you know the main goals into turning this into like a you know an empire a big a bigger label than what it is now yeah so yeah that's really where we at mm-hmm. it's not like we standing still or anything because we still putting out content left and right but yeah. and I, and we don't always move in one unison but it won't be too long before we get back to that. You know, it's just a lot of uh, planning going on. Mm-hmm. Okay, and another thing I kind of wanted to bounce off you kind of related to that was um, so there's the uh, the Fuse shows that uh, the Fearless guys like Zarin and Aaron and all those guys have been doing. And then uh, Jesse that you. Are you working with Jesse right now? Yeah, that's my yeah, manager. Yeah. yeah. So he he, he, he set up he's actually the label manager mm-hmm. as well. So yeah, and he he set up that support system show yeah. recently, and there are always like there's the 
uh, open mic at Oase and all that stuff. So I feel like right now, really, more than in the past three or four years, like since I've been following like the younger KC hip hop scene, like I feel like right now is the time where the scene as a whole is more kind of communal and less like rigid about who everyone's working with or like doing shows with. And I think that's like a really cool thing to see. Have, have yeah. you kind of thought about that at all? It's, it's less. Cause when it first, when I first started rapping and all this shit was new to not just me, but everybody, yeah. like everybody putting these shows together and shit and everybody rapping with each other, working with each other. People would actually get jealous because someone wouldn't work with them or yeah. or someone wouldn't come jump on their show and shit like that. But it became people not worried about that type of stuff no more. Yeah. You know, everybody doing their own thing, you know, and nobody's scared to, you know, reach out to each other. You know, everybody, we know each other now. Yeah. So everybody know everybody. So it's it's no it's no conflict in that. Yeah. Right, and I think the, with all this stuff going on, like, like everybody could have a show on the same day. It wouldn't be no problem. Yeah. No right. n- no hard feelings or anything. And I think the the Spect Cipher was a cool kind of example of that too. Like you're on there with Ray Money, Dadu, uh, Amira, D Walk, Aishan. Yeah, that was that was a that was like, like you know maybe, maybe a year or two ago, like I don't think that would have that would have happened. N- hell no. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, and and like even like not having to do with like the kind of different crews and groups of collaborators and stuff themselves, but like I think there is even right now more of an openness to like work with like a clothing brand or like a magazine or something like that too in kind of a more collaborative yeah, cause way because everybody, everybody not trying to be rappers no more because everybody was trying to rap but me personally i want everybody to rap because you know there's some people out here that's rapping that can't rap and there's some people out here that need to be heard that hasn't been heard yet so that's just my opinion on everybody trying to rap but back to what i was really gonna say uh, yeah, everybody got their own, they starting to have their own brands for what they're doing. So, the, the uh, what's it called, cross-branding or the synergy between the brands, mm. everybody can come together and then build each other's brand. Yeah. So, if, people starting to collab more. Yeah. And it's not like people are, like, taking each other's, like, fans or supporters or anything. Cause actually, like the people that are paying attention, they they're liking that. Yeah, it's, it don't seem so negative. Yeah, I think a lot of people like no reg- t- negative feedback or response for that. Yeah. So yeah, a lot of people like moving out of their teens into their twenties. Like a lot of that is kind of, I guess, within a music scene at least, is like realizing that you, you definitely should to some extent, make your ego, like, take as much of your ego out of it as you can while, like, retaining your artistry and then kind of realizing that, like, oh, if you help someone kind of, like, become more successful and they they end up, like, more popping than you are, like, they're in a position to help you out down the road. And I think people are kind of, like, coming to grips with the... uh, not not communal, but you know, kind of relationship aspect of yeah. working in a music scene. Cause hey, it, it's all about who you know. So don't I don't and I always tell people like don't knock somebody because they're you know they getting ahead. No matter how they doing it, it's about who you know. Cause down the line they gonna reach back, and if they don't have to, if they don't want to, that's an option. But if they do reach back, you never know. You might be the one that they reach back for. Yeah. So that's my that's my philosophy for that. Yeah. And you could even reach out to them further down the line. Mm-hmm. And then another thing I gotta say about that too is 
uh, a lot of artists why they succeeding right now here is because of you know what's the what's the phrase self self efficiency self sufficiency what is it it's efficiency maybe I don't, I don't. whatever it is <laughs> everybody's able to do things for themselves mm-hmm. so it's not like everybody's taking from another person uh so like me for example I record my own stuff. I produce my own stuff, and I and I I do a lot of stuff for myself that I'm able to. So people look at me as like a, a resource. So going back to what I was saying, when somebody's ahead, they could become a resource for you when you're doing a lot of stuff by for, for yourself mm-hmm. or. When you see them, they have an opportunity. And when they do reach back, they're able to contact you or you're able to contact them because you need that. Because a lot of people, they in the same position. And, they, and two years ago, like you were saying, like we wasn't able to get together on a lot of shit. Uh, it's, it's a, the playing field is a little less bitter. Everybody's less bitter than they was. Yeah. So everything's working out. Yeah, and um, I guess I did want to just kind of ask you uh, where, like, where things are at in the progress of your next project, Juvenile, that you've been working on. Um, yeah, like, just how much of it is done, and like, what's it kind of like sounding like to you right now? Oh, uh, I'm in a recording process. Uh, it sounds wonderful. I'm still adding on shit and taking off stuff, so I can't even like say how it sound as a as the whole. Bo- I can't say how the whole body of work sound right now, but it's coming together, and I'm I'm liking what it's doing so far. Cool. Is because I, I know you had been aiming for like a May release previously. Yeah, you've been saying that, but like, is it still looking like the summer? Maybe if you could. You had to guess, or like the fall, and it was actually yeah, it's gonna be the fall. It mm. was supposed to be just past May, or it looked like it's gonna be August, you know, mid or end of August. Mm. Hopefully, before all the kids go back to school. Yeah. So yeah. So I I I know you're. We we talked about how your production has kind of grown a lot since Milk Is Nasty came out, but I guess I was curious if you could describe. Um, what your raps are kind of like f- on the new material compared to where it was on the last project? Like, what do you think has really changed, like, lyrically or, like, delivery-wise for you? Um, you know how you said I used to yell back then? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not yelling, but the way I, uh, on a couple of songs, the way I project my voice... Mm-hmm. It's it's let's say it's just more powerful yeah. than what you've been hearing from my previous releases. Well, my my last couple of releases where it sound like I'm just like, you know, laid back or like goofy. I'm actually able to showcase my my rapping, like I sound like fucking Meek Mill <laughs> or Nipsey Hustle or some shit. Uh. In the sense of what the way I project my voice, mm-hmm. but uh, but for the most part, I sound I sound smooth. I sound like a smooth criminal. <laughs> that's what that's the way I'm gonna say it right yeah. now. I sound like a smooth criminal on this project. Oh yeah, and I know you had said that on the Save It for the Podcast interview you did. You kind of mentioned like the name of the project does kind of tie into like kind of your. Yeah, just kind of antics and, you know, kind of the just the fun parts of being like a teenager and oh, all yeah, that, that's too. that's the whole, yeah. that's what it's about, you know. This is about Kai Colors. This is about my life. Mm. So. Yeah, what are there any other kind of lyrical themes you've kind of noticed so far in, like, any of the songs that are is really different or at I all? I say the only song... Is doggy hmm. the only song that's like like how warning was on milk is nasty 
Oxide Donkey was is what that is on here. Cause like Warner was the only song that sounded like like that on that project. So yeah, the only standout song. Oh, uh, and nights nights going on there too. Mm. So them two, it it'd be like a. You can't see how it fit on there now, but you just have to wait yeah, for the project. To see. <laughs> I can't really put it in words right now, mm. but yeah, my voice used to was used to be all over the place. Though I used to always change the way I rap, mm. you know, just because I was finding what I wanted to sound like. Then when I found out, figured it out, then I just went with it and ran with it. So that's where you're gonna hear it in this upcoming project. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I wanted to ask real quick about um, you. You've been doing some work on Mike Two Times' upcoming release, Family Ticket. Oh uh, well, I've been I've been helping him get you know certain sh- things together. But are, as far are, as are you producing like, on it? No. no I don't okay. Think, well. It's one song I produced on there, but other than that, I didn't produce on the project. Okay. You know, Mike, he went to school. He's just coming back home. Uh, he came back home this past winter, you know, so he's starting to work on music more. And I was just, you know, tied up with so many things. Like, I couldn't get to him. I couldn't get to G. You know, I was working on other people's shit, you know, in my... So, and they understood that we had an agreement. So, uh, I didn't get to work on that. Like, I didn't get to work on uh, G's past, uh, just re- recent release. Um, what, what was it called? Uh, it All Happened? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't get to work on that at all. So, yeah. But the next, for sure... You gonna see my name all over that motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, and so, uh, yeah. I know you. You recently filmed the the music video for Sweet Thing too. Yeah, we just wrapped it up last week, so that's coming too. So yeah, that might be the next piece of Kai content we get. Maybe, maybe might might drop might more drop music, a song, yeah. or maybe. Uh, but yeah, I guess. It's but there... it's it's some content. Like I'm starting to be more consistent than I used to be. Mm. You know, just like in your work ethic or just in your work, everything yeah. with life. Let's just say that everything's becoming more consistent. Consistency. That was my weakness back then because I always wait. I remember last year I didn't put out, I put out one song last year. Well, two. Mm. But Was it like one Need and, and Nights? There were only two songs yeah. I put out last year. No tape, no EP produced the whole year. Mm. Working on my production. The rapping shit easy to me. So I didn't really care for releasing. That whole stage right there in my life was like figuring out what I wanted to do because I just graduated high school. Do I really want to take this rapping stuff to a new height? Do I want to focus on producing? I even tried to do engineering and it didn't work out for me. Cause I used to work at I was uh, intern at A Two Five Studios. Uh, I just never came back. I pro- they probably hate me for not coming back. We never even had a discussion about me coming back or leaving, so I just stopped showing up. But they know I got tons of love for them. But anyways, yeah, that was just a whole year about finding me. That you're you're feeling more, just kind of set and consistent now. Yeah. yeah, it's good to hear. Had to get, it. Yeah. had to get it right. <laughs> Got to get it right. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Do you have anything you want to plug? Anything people should look out for? Um, it might be an EP before the before the release of Jewel. Mm-hmm. Now let's hope. Um. I'm going to do a show in Chicago, St. Louis, Springfield nice. this fall for sure. Because they really listen to my music out there. I love it. I love it. Because it's like now it's it's starting to spread how I want it to. 
Um, but I mean, you're just gonna have to watch. You're gonna oh, have yeah. to wait and see. Oh, yeah, where should people follow you and find oh. your music to listen to? Uh, follow me at Kai Colors on all social platforms. Uh, I mean, just Google Kai Colors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else? That's good. You're on you're on Spotify, Apple, yeah, SoundCloud. Yeah, you can just put me in a search bar and I'll pop up. So yeah. Sweet. Um yeah, and make sure you follow at Shuttlecock Mag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit uh shuttlecockmag.bigcartel.com to buy our merch and support the blog and the YouTube and the channel and everything. Um look out for the shows we have booked coming up. We got some punk shows booked at uh the snake tank and a couple other spots coming up this summer those will be real fun check the facebook events tab or just look on the blog um i think that's all i had i really appreciate you being on the show today it was a lot of fun all right for sure thank you i had fun (laughs) awesome